Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everybody and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That, brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And remember, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem, New Works will be there with their 24 7 service for your plumbing needs and repairs remember new works plumbing they've got a fix for you you know i've been looking at the ratings for the nba playoffs and they are doing very very well and then i asked myself well why is that i mean the game is not played very well the game really comes down to one category almost every single night the team that shoots better from three and makes the most three-pointers wins the game You don't see an extra pass. You don't see teams trying to work the ball down low. You see a lot of dribbling on the perimeter. And you see teams driving on -on three-on-ones. And instead of a wide-open contested layup or dunk, it's kick out into the corner for a three. And that's the way the game is played. You know, I wonder what Jerry West thinks when he watches this era of basketball or Magic or Bird, Jordan. And you can go right on down the list. I broke into the league in 88. I did watch uh, a lot of NBA when I was a kid because the Knicks were really good with Frazier and Reed and Bill Bradley, DeBusher, and the game was played so much differently. And I enjoy the way the game used to be played. I enjoyed watching basketball more in the 60s, uh, not necessarily in the 70s as much, but in the 80s, Magic, Bird, you know, Isaiah, You know, the way the game was played, the fact that you actually had to get the ball close to the basket to try to win the game as opposed to just chucking it from the perimeter. Clearly, you look at what happened in the 90s with Jordan. You look at even when the Kings played in the early 2000s, you know, people marveled, absolutely marveled at the way the Kings played. The ball went inside to outside, the extra pass, layups, and dunks. And then all of a sudden, the new era began when Steph Curry came into the league. And he really has changed the way the game is played. He's changed the way the game is played at the AAU level. He's changed the way the game is coached. He's changed the way the way teams draft. He's had an incredible impact on the game. 
And I don't mean this in a negative way for Steph Curry. He's one of the great players of his generation. He's incredible. He's phenomenal. But Steph Curry clearly has made an impact on the NBA game, and in my opinion, really not for the better. I don't know how anyone can watch the NBA in 2023 and say, oh, yeah, the game is just fine. There don't need to be changes made. I give Major League Baseball a lot of credit. You know, baseball saw that their game needed to be fixed, and so they made a lot of changes, and I think it's paid off, and I think it's really helped the product. Is it perfect? No. Will it ever be perfect? No. Do I expect the NBA product to ever be perfect? No, I really don't. But I do expect it to be played differently than it is now. You know, back to the basket is rarely seen. Guards don't post up anymore the way they used to. I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, just look at the three games that have been played in the conference finals to date. You look at last night's game in Denver. The Nuggets won 108 to 103. Denver shot 14 of 38 from three for 36%. The Lakers were a miserable 8 of 30 for 26%. By the way, LeBron James did not make a three. Go to game one of the Celtics and the Heat. How did that game turn out? Well, the Celtics lost 123 to 116. And in that game, they only made 10 threes for 34%. Meanwhile, the Miami Heat made 16 of 31 for 51%. Again, that category showed the winning team. Then you had the 132 to 126 game one in Denver, and the three-point shooting disparity was not as much as the two examples that I just gave you, but Denver, they were 15 of 32 for just under 47%, and the Lakers were 11 of 24 for just under 46%. But again, four more three-pointers made for the Nuggets than the Lakers, and they won the game. Again, LeBron James did not make a three in game one. He did not make a three last night. And so we see teams settling for the three way too often. Do you enjoy watching basketball played that way? I mean, at times I do. I think it's fun when teams are on fire and they can't miss. But how often do you see a team really catch fire in this day and age in the NBA? And if it happens, it's what, five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes? And then you see clank, 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 clank. And I don't understand how teams keep on shooting even when they're having an off night. Again, last night, the L.A. Lakers, 8 of 30. LeBron missed 6 of 6. Why are you continuing to shoot three-pointers? I do not understand that. He can get to the basket anytime, anytime he wants. Why are you shooting threes? It makes no sense to me. The game, in my opinion, needs to be fixed. And then there is the flopping aspect. And it was on full display again last night. Is that a turnoff to you? I mean, I know flopping has always been part of the game. But is it getting out of hand right now? And what can be done about it if you're the NBA? I mean, the Jokic-LeBron James, where LeBron ended up at the feet of the court row spectators, was ridiculous. I mean, that is flop with a capital F. Then you have what's a hard foul now? What's a flagrant foul? If you watch the telecast with Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson, Van Gundy and Jackson were very critical of the flagrant one call. 
but the officials called it exactly the way they were supposed to call it. If you wind up and you make contact with the player's face, in this case with the elbow, that's a flagrant one. Van Gundy thought it was ridiculous. Mark Jackson thought it was ridiculous. Almost every era of basketball before this one would have concurred and said that is absurd. That's not the way the game is supposed to be played. You're supposed to prevent teams from layups. I would agree with that. But again, the way the rule is written now, the officials made the correct call. Van Gundy and Jackson may not have agreed with the call, but their problem should not be with the call. It should be with the NBA rulebook and what constitutes a flagrant one. Here's the bottom line. Last night, there was a thrilling hockey game that was played in Carolina between Carolina and Florida. It was game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. The game ended just seconds away from the finale of the fourth overtime. Think about that for a minute. The game ended in a tie, and then they basically played another game, which ended in a tie, And then at the end of the fourth overtime, Florida gets the goal and they now lead one zip. And I was watching that game. I I thought to myself, gee, so nice to watch no flopping. It's so nice to watch the passing, the hard hitting, the, the way the game has been played, in my opinion, for decades in the National Hockey League. Yes, there have been subtle changes. Yes, there have been some rule changes, okay? I think all sports need to have, you know, rule changes from time to time. We've seen it in the NFL. Sometimes it's based on medical data, right? Sometimes it's based on, well, gee, the game's not very good anymore, such as Major League Baseball, correct? So I just was watching the disparity between the two leagues, and I understand that the NBA blows the NHL out of water when it comes to ratings. I get that. I understand the popularity of the uh, game of basketball in America is much, much, much greater than hockey. I get that. But in terms of just a sports spectacle, again, I'm going to go back and ask you, do you really enjoy watching the way the NBA game is played now? I keep going back to Jerry Reynolds. He said this years ago during a telecast, and he is spot on, and I really think the league needs to take this into consideration. The corner three has really hurt the game. It's too easy of a shot. It's changed the way teams come down on fast breaks. If you got rid of the corner three, the three-on-ones, the two-on-ones, the three-on-twos, the four-on-twos, they would not result in a shot in the corner they would result in the way the game was supposed to be played with layups and dunks. It wouldn't be kicked out to the corner. You wouldn't give up an automatic two to try from a three. Jerry spot on. The game needs some changes, and that's one change the NBA needs to make. And I know you're probably saying, well, you know what, Grant? You're wrong. The TV ratings tell you that you're wrong. Well, let's see what the NBA Finals ratings are because those are the big ones. Those are the ones that really matter greatly. So, yeah, maybe I'm... Speaking as a older sports fan, but I have a lot of history because I started watching the NBA in the 60s. I watched Jerry West in his prime. I watched Walt Frazier in his prime. I watched Wes Unseld. I watched Willis Reed. I watched Will Chamberlain. I watched all of those players from those tremendous teams. 
and obviously in the 80s when Bird and Magic came in to rescue the NBA after a horrific latter part of the decade of the 70s. You tell me, do you enjoy, enjoy watching basketball with the way the Celtics and the Lakers played it in the 80s? Or do you enjoy watching it now in 2023? To me, that is a very easy answer to that question. NBA, got to wake up here. You got to wake up. I know you might, you know, walk around with your blinders on because you look at the TV ratings, but your game is in need of repair. It's time for Grant. Today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants with a third location coming soon to Rockland, currently in Sacramento, Howe and Fair Oaks, Roseville, Eureka, and Lead Hill Road. Check out their menu at Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Food to go, prime seafood and steak, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Prime rib on the weekends, the weekend brunch is outstanding. You'll love it. That's Bennett's Restaurants, Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Let me get this straight. So it looks like that the Super Bowl in 2026 is going to be played at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. That's right. The bid is expected to be approved by NFL owners meetings next week in Minneapolis. That would be Super Bowl 60. I hope that the city of San Francisco is worth visiting by 2026. But as the way things stand right now, Would anybody in their right freaking mind go hang out in San Francisco for the week of the Super Bowl with that city now turning into a big-time dump? Seriously, the crime, the homelessness, the drugs. I mean, nobody wants to go to San Francisco. And then you have the stadium, which is far away from downtown if you did want to be in San Francisco. I don't understand that. I really don't. You're putting a Super Bowl back in San Francisco? And again, that's really for all intents and purposes what you're doing. Yeah, I know that there are teams or there are people that will stay at hotels in San Jose, but the main attraction has always been, well, gee, it's San Francisco, all right? You don't have a lot of people going, gee, let me plan my vacation. Uh, Hey, dear, where would you like to go on vacation this year? Hey, you know what? I've always wanted to go to San Jose. Deal, let's go to San Jose. I mean, this doesn't make any sense to me, seriously. You're going to bring the world to... Northern California. Now, people go, well, Grant, you know, the World Cup's coming. Yeah, that could be a disaster as well. Seriously. The Super Bowl coming to Northern California, we'll find out for sure next week in 2026, makes absolutely zero sense to me. And that's my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody. <laughs>